All right, we are live. Games Talk Live episode, uh, man, I can't even remember now. Maybe 22, I think. I believe it's 22. Anyways, you got a great show, no matter what the number is. I've got two amazing guests here today. First off, I have my good friend here, Ramon Terrell. You guys have seen him here on the show before. And, of course, he's an actor. He's been in movies. Uh, he's been in various TV shows like Supernatural, Arrow, most recently The Mighty Ducks on Disney+. Plus. If you might have seen it, you might have seen Ramon here, of course. And uh, he's an author. He's wrapped, uh, written uh, quite a few books. What's up, Ramon? Hey, what's going on, man? It's great to be on the show again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, of course, your new book is out, Ramon. And this <laughs> one here, it's... The Saga of Ruination Emergence. This is the second book in the series. Of course, I have the first as well. And this one is, of course, Unleashed. And I've read Unleashed. I am in the middle of Emergence. And it's such a good book, my friend. So how's that been? How does it feel to have a second book out in this series? Well, thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And uh, it's it was a long road getting to that second book because uh, I had when I had written Unleashed, then uh, a publisher had picked up the rights to pretty much all like two of my series after I'd written Unleashed. So I was in the middle of rewrites for the publisher. And then long story short, I ended up getting the rights back to my original works. And then I had to finish those rewrites to republish all those books. And five years later, Emergence, I finally get Emergence finished. Yeah. And that's a long time for a sequel for, for me. So I'm excited to finally have that one out. And then I can start actually releasing books at a steady clip again. So that book, I'm, I'm really happy about it. I, I, I feel really happy about it. Finally. I'm lucky because I got to read Unleashed yeah. just last year. So your book came out just the year following. And it, it, it's amazing timing for me because I really like the book. So uh, being able to read it like this, I was like, wow, did he write it that fast? No, and then I found out that it's been out for some years. But uh, it's it's fabulous, man. I, I love the characters in the book. Uh, your world building, your character building, it's it's just excellent, man. Really, really dig it. Thanks. And, uh, of course, we've got my second. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Ron. That's really cool. I'm going to try to read that. Yeah, Thank it's you. really good. Thank if you're into fantasy, you know, it's really I do. good. I like that stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. And, of course, you just heard the man, uh, Patrick Gallagher, is here. He's been in plenty of stuff. Night at the Museum, uh, even Glee 13 years ago, which my wife remembered. Uh, so much, much stuff you've been in. And, of course, Mr. Kotun Khan himself of Ghost of Tsushima. How are you doing, my friend, besides, you know? I'm good. I'm a little injured. Sorry yeah. to see this, folks. I had a bit of a rotator cuff injury just ride my bike a while ago so i just got the surgery oh ow oh uh oh uh oh careful um so i'm just icing stuff and uh other than that i'm doing all right yeah so, i bet for cbs right here uh oh cbs <laughs> oh shit wait okay, aren't you I on an abc move. show big sky yeah cvs <laughs> shout out to cbs too cvs right there oh cvs not cbs okay cvs cvs all right. should, I be, should i go landscape am i in the wrong format here this is not my forte hey you can yeah you can do as you please if you want to go landscape if I'm it doesn't hurt to... your, uh, your shoulder that's quite all right i don't want the kids to come after me for my lack of social media prowess yeah so, you know how they how's are. that oh, there we go there we How's go. That? That's that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we got a lot of great people in the chat right now, and I'm going to throw down a banner down below for all my super chat. I mean, not super chat, but my supporters on the on my the show way. here and my uh, channel for YouTube. 
Uh, great to see you all here today. It's amazing. I got Colt Eastwood in the house, of course. Uh, what's up? Uh, General C, Eternal Umbra. So many good people out there. Jordy from Xbox Era. Uh, thank you guys for being here today. Uh, honestly, uh, Patrick, I want to go to you yeah. and, and ask you some questions about how did you fall into getting into voice acting? What was what was? Uh, the... I came pretty late to it, actually. Um, you know, I've been lucky to be working for a while, and uh, I had an agent in Toronto who just—I mean, I guess we—I guess the industry started doing it what five, six years ago. I'd gone for a couple early on and hadn't really gotten much. Uh, my first one was actually just motion capture on the first Last of Us. Oh, really? The first Last of Us, which. Um, I didn't really enjoy that much because you know you don't get to talk or anything and you know if you have to be in that skin tight suit but it got me healthcare and it got me to figure out what was going on in that which i think paid dividends years later um ended up getting an ubisoft game um oh which one was it jesus breakpoint uh ghost recon ba breakpoint. Ghost recon, yeah. where i played a mad schultz where i didn't look anything like me at all and that was a great experience too because I don't know if Ramon, you've done them. It's 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 not really radio. It's not really voice acting. It's not really acting. It's kind of in between. something in between. And yeah. you know that those things sort of um, get me prepared for. It. And then I just uh, I saw the uh, audition for Coton Con, and part of me was like, you know, I'm perfect for this. So I just went in and did the audition. Oh, and, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, I, think I, I, showed... I think I did eight days. I think I did eight days over three years or something. I think it's a long time to do those games. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I showed at the beginning, uh, you know, during the intro, of course, you played Attila the Hun in Night at the Museum back in the day. And a lot of people recognize you from that uh, role. Um, how was it working with so many big stars in that movie? I mean, uh, that, Jesus, I was starstruck. I mean, that first one was 2006. I was 38. I hadn't really done much. I was scared out of my mind. Um, and then you get all these great stars. Man. And I mean, you know, everything just, from like Mickey Rooney to Robin Williams, Robin to, Williams, Ben Stiller. And, the, you know, the oh great thing gosh. is they were all really welcoming and you realize that they were just working. You know, it was all just about doing the work. And I went, OK, I just got to come in here and work. Yeah. Robin Williams was really supportive. I, I was really scared. And I was, you know, I wasn't originally making the language up in the audition. I just had to start doing that eventually. <laughs> and I think he could send. I, I know he did this on purpose, but. I think I did a scene and he could sense that I was a little scared. He just walked by and said, that was funny. Knowing that I would go, okay, if Rob Williams thinks that's funny, I must be doing okay. And I honestly think he just knew that that's what I needed. So, but yeah, it yeah, was great. So you, you got a chance to like meet Robin and everything uh, on the set. Yeah, we just made that, we just made that roll up as we went along. I mean, most of that isn't wow. script, you know. So you ad-libbed a lot there, yeah. That's... Ad-libbed almost everything. The whole magic scene was just... We're going to do the magic scene down with Ben. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what... <laughs> well, you'll figure it out. So. I thought it was I thought it was really fun movie and uh, my, my kids loved it as well. Yeah, and you know, you. growing up, I was always a big fan of like Robin Williams and everything. So I was like, wow, you know, you worked with so many great people. Yeah, um, I've been fortunate. You know, Alexander Payne and Peter Weir. You know, I learned a lot. You know, from them, um, I've been really fortunate. So. Yeah, USO Vinny uh, said, "Thanks for coming, Mr. Gallagher. Uh, your first in line. Your first line with Lord Shimura." hooked me into game of, uh i mean god, god uh, uh ghost of tsushima sorry i, I was thinking of game of thrones again, for some reason got well tell him thank you but please call me patrick mr gallagher makes yeah. me feel old yeah he's listening <laughs> so, yeah so thank you yeah a, a lot of people are just loving that you're here uh punkadish says much love fonz keep it up bro thank you very much yeah patrick it's it's great i'm i'm kind of starstruck with you being here to be honest because 
Kotun Khan is literally one of my favorite villains in any video game now. I've been playing oh, video you. games since 1982. Uh, I'm 46 years old, still play them. I don't know if you still play video games, Patrick, do you? Uh, I haven't since PlayStation 1, so I, yeah. uh, that's, that's when it went beyond me. Um, I've never played the game. I've seen the, I've oh, seen really? the people play it, yeah. I'd be dead in a heartbeat. I, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> I'd probably lose to myself on the beach. So, so Sony didn't even send you like a PlayStation and a copy of the game. I kept asking. I, you know, I don't have a PlayStation. They did send me the game, but I kept saying I'd like I don't have a PlayStation to play it on. So, oh, we don't, we're not even, let's not even talk about the race for video games. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's a, they make a lot of money, and you know, they don't we'll get the actors that. a lot of it. But yeah, but it's yeah. still fun. But yeah, no, it was great. I had it was you know the great thing about that is we had great writing. Great collaboration with, um, you know, Nate Fox and Billy, who were director and the creative director. And, you know, the, the, you get good. Ramon knows this. If you get good writing, you know, it makes life really easy. And then you can they, that, then we could collaborate. They go with my ideas and you can play. Um, yeah, you can play. And yeah. um, I know that that scene that became the trailer was just they saw me do the scene and said, that's going to be the trailer. You know, and I had very specific ideas about him that they let me go with. I didn't want to play the classic, you know, evil, yeah. you know, manic, you know, berserking. Because I think, you know, he had a job to do. He seriously was serious about all that shit. Just say you join me and this is all done. He just wanted to get it done. You yeah. Know? You know, I, I he would kill if he had to. But my whole focus was focused on getting the job done, which is to take over this island. Yeah. Know? Well, I, I want to show people a clip of the uh, game here. Show them a little bit of your work here. I am Jin Sakai, nephew of Lord Shimura. I have come to avenge his honor. Your uncle has told me much about you, Jin Sakai. I will show him his nephew, broken and humiliated, begging to join the Mongol Empire. Jin. <laughs> this is your time, Lord Sakai. How does that feel, seeing yourself in a video game like that, immortalized as Kotun Khan here? In it's kind of cool. I mean, it's such a beautiful game. And they, they it really such, is. Such a beautiful job with it. It's funny, if you do notice, uh, because of it over three years, I lost about 25 pounds over the course of the game. And the game does come in order. So you can see, we had to put these... Um, I think these masks made where they put the, because there's a lot of dots when they use your face. There's less dots when yeah. they put somebody else's, but when they use your actual face, there were dots everywhere. So they got these masks for us and then drilled the holes in. And I did my stuff in 2017 and came back a year later and I'd lost 25 pounds. They were like, you can't lose any more weight because this mask won't work anymore because my hmm. face wasn't touching it. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, you know, it's the, the hardest thing about that is Ramon knows this too. We're in skin tight suits. You know, and people ask me, what did I use with Attila? Because they're very different characters to, to bring to that. What I remember is that was a 40-pound costume of yak fur and leather. And that's how I got the physicality in the walk. 
was to remember what it was like to walk in that Attila costume because you're just basically wearing a scuba suit. Um, uh, and so that's, that's, that's the way I combined Attila and uh, Coden because they're very different characters. So, but I'm, so proud, I'm I, very proud to be part of the game. It's an amazing game. Of course. Yeah, and, and I know you get inside, like, when you uh, do the voice acting and stuff, is it just <laughs> primarily you in a booth saying your lines? That sort oh, no, of thing. That was us. That was us moving. This is what. Oh, really? Between, there's a difference so you, between voice. Yeah, I think people. I don't think people realize this. There's a difference between motion capture, voice acting, and performance capture. Yeah. Okay. So, motion capture. You've got people in skin tight suits with little dots on, and they capture your body movements. When you do just voice, there's time when you're just in the booth and you're speaking, and they'll put they'll 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 put the computer character over you. That's a lot of the stuff we did in the fight. But everything you saw there was me and Daisuke and Eric. We were literally in our skin-tight suits walking in an empty wow. stage imagining that, you know, which is why um, performance capture is so complicated and a little bit difficult to get used to because it's a little bit like a radio play. It mm -hmm. is about your physicality. It's about your voice, but it's also about your face, but there's nothing around you, so it's all yeah. green screen. So everything yeah. you see with everybody in that, well, we're actually talking to each other standing up. It was, was us talking to each other, standing with each other with these huge like cameras right in front of your face. So when you drink, you've got to drink like this. Okay. And, and then and then they'll make it look like it's close to your face. But yeah, I think yeah. people get a misnomer. That was us. So that physicality, that's what I mean about remembering how I walked. I had to walk in a skin-tight suit trying to feel like I had 40 pounds of, of, of um, armor on. Yeah. And, and what do you prefer doing? Do you like the booth or do you like the performance? And, and... Well, nobody should have to see me in a skin tight suit. Pretty <laughs> uh, but there's a, a certain amount of creativity there that I prefer. It feels more like what I'm familiar with. I like both of them, but I actually to do just the, the movements and stuff without being able to do any acting. I don't enjoy that much, like just the motion capture. But performance capture, there's a lot of, especially when you're on a show, you know, a game like that where there's a lot of collaboration, I find that really fun. Yeah. It's just, you know, that skin tight suit is like, you know, I've yeah. lost like 45 pounds, but still, nobody should have to see it. Ramon, are you uh, excited to do that sort of stuff, you know, in the future, voice acting, doing that? Pretty much uh, exactly what Patrick said. Like, you know, the uh, motion capture is cool. I mean, you know, I... I can enjoy it enough, but the performance capture is this, uh, the same thing. I haven't done performance capture yet, but the closest I've gotten to anything like this was there was uh, an instructor in a class that I took. She was uh, there was a uh, she invited me to help out with a student project, and so then I did motion capture for them, and I got to see you know kind of how it all works and. Uh, you know, the skin tight suit with the dots and everything. And it wasn't even as advanced then as it is now. This was yeah. like, like probably like eight years ago. Wow. Maybe nine years ago. And uh, it was fun, but performance capture is pretty much the same as film acting, except you don't have a set. You just have four walls, all green, and yeah. you might have a few props like if you're climbing up something they'll have like mm. something like a jungle gym style thing with bars and you're pretending to climb but you're literally visualizing everything so like it's a, a lot of imagination i suppose a lot yeah. a yeah. lot all it's a lot yeah and what makes a difference is like i said you know it really is about our voice 
and our and our movement so it's not exactly like it which is why it can be complicated to do it first you know because you can't get as intimate yeah. um as you can when you're doing the straight up film acting because there's also you know ramon's right there's nothing there yeah. um so it took me a little while to figure it out and i you know like i said if any actors ever do it i i look at it like doing a stand-up radio play i mean you are moving through the space but it's all on a green screen um you know you your body and your voice are what your your voice really is what you know you got hired for in, in a lot of ways um and it also depends on whether they're using your face or a different a character's face because then it's all just in the eyes and then it's more voice then it's more to me voice modulation if i'm not going to be using my real face you know mad schultz was a total i look like a a 60 year old you know long-haired cowboy and so that mm. became more about the voice than it even did with with Coton because Coton was my real face, so I could, in a sense, you know, just act normally. Um, so I just that that's the kind of stuff that I looked at and went, okay, this is this is where it's an interesting kind of way of working. Yeah, I gotta say one thing. Um, it's a testament to the performance. Stroke your ego a little bit here. It's a testament to the performance when you see your friend on a video game you're like oh my holy holy crap like you know and then it's like this is cool as hell and then i kid you not like the second time you showed up in the game again it was like it wasn't you anymore you know oh, what i mean it was you. like yeah it was it was mm -hmm. no longer you it was kotun khan and it was just like you know the 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 cool fact the coolness factor of that and then for me, it was uh, because because we're friends. It, it became even though I enjoyed the game immensely, it also became like kind of like a little masterclass for me because I'm like taking notes and I'm just looking at all. Oh, this. thanks, like, man. Okay, I appreciate okay. that. Yeah, but you, you know, enjoyed killing to... me though, didn't you? You must have enjoyed killing me. Oh, oh I, dude, yeah. I, I did. Oh, I did. And, <laughs> oh, and that's man, the thing. It was a pain in the ass I dealing slipped. with you and then everybody Coulton else. Slipped. There's no way. Yeah. Kick his ass. I slipped. You know. I was going to say something similar, you, you know, they, they say that, uh, you know, you can s tell a good actor, you know, when they're playing a villain and you end up hating that character so much, like that you feel like that, that what you are embodying at the time is just the most d despicable person ever. And you just can't wait to just off him. And th that's, that's the way I felt in the game as uh, you as Kotun. It was just like, I couldn't wait to just rip your head off or just destroy you because you were just like so just downright despicable i i couldn't stand your character and and it was amazing like well, i i you. love when villains portray that and get people's emotions wrapped up into a video game like that thank it you was, it was fun unfortunately that there i hear words of a sequel but i guess i'm dead yeah but i did say he could have a cousin you know i have lost 40 pounds i can make my <laughs> voice different well, maybe, <laughs> maybe like, they can maybe they can give him PTSD and you know, have flashbacks. Be right? talks like this, I won't kick your ass. <laughs> this exactly. Is yeah, you could do it, and that's another thing too. I, you know, you're a very funny guy. You've played so many different roles, Patrick. That were, were like, you know, of course, again, going back to Coach Tanaka, very different from say Kotun or uh, from what you play on Big Sky currently. Very different characters, and you're you're so well versed in everything. Nice. You can change up, you know, the the way you're acting, and that's just it, it's amazing to me. But also, like with these video games, though, do you find yourself like, um, well, let me just ask you, is Kotun your favorite of of the video game acting? Oh, 
Yeah, he's one of my Cartoons favorites. your favorite? Any of, I've only, I mean, I've done a lot of just straight up voice stuff too that I can't really remember. Yeah, you've done stuff for like yeah. Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, and, you you've know, done... where you're just yelling out like, get down! Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this is the uh, control. We need you to move that right now. Yeah, I've That's done the stage that I'm at exactly. right now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Which, <laughs> but yeah, of all the video game stuff, Coton for sure. And just even just as a regular job of any kind. Um, I'm also, by the way, I didn't develop video games. I'm also, I think I can say this. Yeah, what the hell? I think I'm going to be on Guild Wars 2. Oh, oh really? So I, I did a couple of things of that. I can't remember. I played so many characters. I can't remember who they are. But mm. I'm going to be yeah. coming back on that. But yeah, Coton was really, really fun. I was just amazed at how long it takes to do those things because we started in March yeah. of 2017. And that thing came out, what, July of 2020? And I would literally have a year off and then come in for four days. Now, that was just me. They were all, I think a lot of them, Dice K was working a lot more than I was. Yeah. Eric was, you know. Um, yeah, I think I had eight seven or eight motion capture sessions and four voice sessions and the great thing about it too is you can do it anywhere you know i just i was just at a guild wars in albuquerque you know and that's that's the one nice thing about voice work is you can just go anywhere where there's a studio and do it but yeah coton is one of my favorite parts ever you know i mean i know they're doing a movie and i understand how the business works i'd like to be able to do it but you know probably won't because i get the business but it will always it, i'm very proud of, of coton it'll always just sort of live should be. You know, in that world. So. You are Cotoon, man. They should be putting you Thank in that you. movie. Because yeah, you. you are Cotoon. Eternal Umbra here says, Fonz, my dude, getting the great and fearsome Cotoon Con himself, Patrick, here along with the good brother and author, Ramon. Keep up the great work, brother. Yes, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so humbled to have two fantastic guests today. And, uh, yeah, you can listen to this, of course, after the fact on any uh, streaming platform out there whether it be apple podcasts google casts any of those go ahead and uh yeah you can listen after the fact there or watch it here after the fact on youtube that'd be great too but yeah great guests um patrick so uh what's next for you are you still just doing big sky is, is well i'm, I'm convalescing in case people want to see it that's my fancy that's my fancy sling from rotator cuff surgery so i've got to have on for another three weeks Oh, and of course, um, you mentioned yeah, Guild just, Wars, too. I've been able to do, um, yeah, Big Sky. And there's another show. I got really lucky, actually, because Big Sky is written by an author named CJ Box. And I got really lucky to get that job in the height of COVID in Vancouver. And just as that was ending, there's another series that CJ Box had written, a different set of books called Joe Pickett. And I put an audition out for that. And literally just as Big Sky was ending, they called me about doing Joe Pickett in Calgary. So I was gone for a year. Nice. So Joe Pickett, I play another sheriff, which is ironic. I don't mm, want to be play a lot of sheriffs. Town. I became small town American sheriff for some reason, <laughs> which I'll take. So that comes out on Paramount on Spectrum in late November. And then, yeah, I'm in Big Sky for, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how many. I think four so far and hopefully more. I'm really enjoying it. I really like doing that show. So oh, nice. And then Guild Wars and... Is that animation thing that I'm that's coming out? I think I can say all this. I mean, they didn't tell me I could. I think <laughs> it's called think... Blue Eye Samurai. So okay. that's on Netflix. So yeah, I've been nice. I've been really I've been really 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 fortunate. You know, I know that COVID was tough for everybody, but especially for our industry and, and you know, so many friends of mine. I got real. I feel really honored and, and lucky to have worked. You know, because I was planning on not working for a year. You know, and things just came out of nowhere. So. You know, I was doing some research on you before the show, of course, and I was looking at your huge, I mean, 
portfolio. You've you've done a lot. I thought of you were stuff. gonna say something else because I'm going. That picture was supposed to not be out. Oh, I, oh, and see, here's the thing. You're a funny guy. I noticed it said that you were a stand-up comic as well. Well, I dabbled with it. You dabbled, dabbled with, it. with it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I did it because it scared the crap out of me. I got a few laughs, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah, I did not know that, you know, because uh, it it seems like it'd be scary. Ramon, you ever do any stand up comedy? Oh no, no. You That's should do it, man. I did it because <laughs> it's scary as hell, and I got to tell you, I've never been so scared in my life. And then somebody laughed, and I'm, I'll never forget going. I literally went, "Wow." That that's really fucking. Can I swear? Should have said that. Yeah, you, you could go ahead. Yeah, that's really fucking cool, man. And it was. It's, I got kind of addicted to it. And then you have shows where nobody laughs, and that's just as cool because it's really weird feeling when everybody hates you. But <laughs> boy, do you ever feel alive. So I'm just trying yeah. to fix this thing with one arm. Sorry, Mr. Coto. You, you should arm. do it. You should do it, Ramon. Well, I'll come see, see it. I feel like I could. I can. I can be funny, bouncing off of someone. But like, I, I don't know if I can stand on a stage and come up with, come up with something versus just kind of, like I'm good with I'm good with improv, I can do improv, um, but stage like I don't have a problem with the stage I don't have stage pride fright or anything but I'm just I don't know if I could be funny that, on command on the stage though. That's why you do it. That's why I did it because I thought the same thing, you know. And and it, it's just you you sort of realize there's things I want to talk about that I just find kind of ridiculous yeah you know like it makes sense why do they call it why did why did i why did they say i caught a cold because i was never fucking chasing it <laughs> there you go i mean cold caught me aren't we always technically under the weather just saying <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know? as long as we have to have no smoking signs and when you're putting up your when you're getting gas i don't really have, don't expect me not to be cynical <laughs> i literally saw a hot tub that had those little figures, a hot tub where they said no diving. I'm like, if we need to put that, <laughs> we yeah, have no, we tub. are doomed. Got to be we are doomed if you need to put a little thing on saying, by the way, don't dive into this hot tub. So yeah. you know, someone want... did it. That's the thing. Someone yeah. actually that's did it. What's, that's what's scary. Someone was know? like, dude, like I'm, I got this beer, like hold my beer, man. I'm going to show you something really cool. And they dove in head first. And they cracked yeah. their they cracked their spine, and then they, now they're suing the hot tub maker because there was no sign that said you sh you can't dive in it. Someone did and, it, and then people expect me to have hope in humanity. No, <laughs> yeah. no, because that's just damn common sense. <laughs> don't smoke yeah. around gasoline and don't dive into a hot tub. Smitty Smith says, "Salute Jay Fon's panel and chat. Thank you for the time and effort. Always top notch." And risk it for the biscuit has a question, Patrick. He said, "In preparation for the role, did." How many people did you throw off the bridge, and were you ever caught? <laughs> Sup, Fonz? Three, four, three for the win. Uh, I'm going to take the fifth on that. Yeah, he's taking the fifth on that, sir. You know, it's ironically, I do live literally across the street from a bridge, so you know. And Hargeet Shani says, "Is the video game acting work more intense or less than movies and TV? Which do you prefer?" I think you hinted at pay. Is there? Yeah, and we're going to get into this too. Yeah. So, well, is there a difference, sir? Uh, uh, what's more intense for you and what do you like less Movies, i'm not sure TV? what i mean by intense i like them all i mean i'm just one of those people who just likes anything to do with acting um yeah they're different they're different amounts of work they're different mindsets um you know you don't have all the sort of trappings that you know let's be honest Roman, Roman, we love all the trappings of, of a set which is the food and the trailer and you <laughs> know people are getting you stuff and 
you know, you're more just wardrobe. part of a team. Yeah, you're part of a cog. Yeah. You're a cog in the wheel in a video game. Um, it's different. It really is different. Yeah. I mean, I found video games to be in some ways harder work, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think what I found satisfying is you get no sense of what it's going to look like at all in a video game. And then you see it and you're like, wow. You know, because it's just a green screen in a suit. You know, you get a little bit of a sense of what's gonna, of what something's gonna look like in film and television. Um, they don't pay us properly. I mean, I'll just say it. You know, we they they just considering how much money they make. You know, and this is something for unions to talk about. I don't understand why they can't just pay us what they paid us. You know, if you get an actor there on a scale salary, they're gonna pay get to pay the what nine hundred bucks a day for eight days, and that video game's gonna make two hundred million dollars. Cost them fifty million dollars to make it. It's a problem. You can't. You're trying to tell us you can't somehow every fifty million dollars just pay that person again what they got paid the first time. You know, it's they do it in film movies. Um, I'm probably gonna get in trouble here, but I don't really care because I, I think that we have. You know the pay structure is terrible, and, and the problem is it's like the rest of the industry. You get a big star, and yeah, they're going to get fifty thousand dollars a day or whatever. But it, it like it's like anything else. It's the rank and file starter actors, the, the middle class actors that are not going to get a bump, and those are the people. And this isn't just for for video games, but that's for all arguments. Those are the people that we should be raising the bar for. You know, I spent a lot of my time being a scale actor, and you can't Where live on scale. Yeah, and you 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 got to be able to live on scale, you know, and yeah, I just I especially that you know, at least in television and film, there's residuals; those are kind of going away a little bit. Yeah, now they you just know, give I don't you know a buyout. And, yeah, which actually we're better off for in Canada sometimes. When I go to Canada and do a Canadian contract, I will ask for a buyout sometimes because the structure is also different now with Netflix and streaming yep. and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, the streaming shows is yeah. completely different. Yeah, and if it gets canceled, you don't know what you're going to make. I just notice these two weird things with the lighting. Yeah. I don't know what those are, but yeah, I just you know I love I like video games, but I think that you know there's got to be something done about about the pay. You know, I mean, I could probably now. You know, it was my first one, so I didn't push it. I mean, because of Coton, I could probably now go and feel like I was satisfied with what I was getting next time, because I I can negotiate something. But you know, you shouldn't getting you shouldn't be getting paid that little money when you're starting out. When you're, and I understand, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be on par with film and television because, you know, we're not the main thing in video games. It's the designers and the and the and the computer graphics guys and all that kind of stuff. I get that, you know, so maybe to put it on par with television exactly is is wrong because you know, without without actors there is no film and television. Without video games, without actors video games aren't quite the same. Yeah, but, but the video be- game industry Patrick has has surpassed that of like film and everything in terms of consumption Absolutely. and and, Absolutely. and uh, money. Absolutely, you know? but this also needs to go for the people that work hours and hours and hours writing the code. You know, I mean, I think there's got to be a, a, you know, because they're the ones who really created this. I didn't create those incredible landscapes. I didn't spend hours and hours and hours doing that. You know, so maybe actors are getting a little bit greedy because we're used to getting residuals. But I think just, you know, I just hope I don't know what people who create the video games get paid. I hope they get paid better. I just know that for actors, you know, to come in and do a scale thing and get. Two thousand dollars or fifteen hundred bucks for two days work and something's going to make three hundred million dollars and that's it. I goes to me doesn't seem fair, you know. Especially when something's like, oh, go ahead, Ramon. Sorry, no, I just want to jump in too because I know some people might be thinking this. Twenty five hundred dollars for two days work sounds like a lot. Yes, but 
I just want to and see I'm I'm the scale actor that Patrick is talking about. So for those of you who are saying, well, wait a minute, two, $2,500 for two days work, like that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. However, scale <coughs> actor right here. So I did a show. I did. OK, I did a Hallmark show a couple years ago and I, I had six days on it and I made eleven thousand dollars. That was great. The, my, the next job that I booked, I worked was that was uh, towards the that was uh, before summer 2018, I think the next job I booked was in the fall. Like yep. it was it was right close to winter. It was like I think it was November or something like that. I booked so like even though I made eleven thousand dollars for six days working, it was great. I didn't work again for months. So exactly. like, you know, so I, even. Yeah. Yeah, so like per job, it sounds like a lot, but we don't work as frequently. So you're trying to stretch, yeah. you know, a lot of money over the course of a lot of time, and it becomes and that's, a lot. And that's money. a very good point because I've been there. You know, I mean, my I I didn't make a living at this for ten years when I started. You know, I had years of ten grand a year. You know, you and Ramon's exactly right. You you don't know how long you have to make that two thousand dollars stretch. Plus you gotta you know give a cut, which I'm fine to to agents and managers and you know. So that two thousand dollars, you know, you're taking home fourteen. Fourteen, fifteen, mm. yep. You know, and you have no idea how long that needs to hold sometimes. Yeah. So, Colt Eastwood had a question. He said, Patrick, do you have to be in a union for these voice acting gigs? And you should be. I think you should always be in the union. I think unions make us stronger. Um, Absolutely. You don't need to to start. I kind of get it. I mean, I think that's part of the problem is they started out as sort of quasi non-union. There's a lot of, there's a couple of parts of our industry that are not non-union, but they're not signatory so we can do them. It's, it's sort of a gray area. Um, I think if you're going to be an actor, you should be part of the union as soon as you can, because the more of us that are part of the union, the more power we have. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And it lowers the bar, <laughs> but to get started, I get it. I completely get it. You know, um, you don't have to be to start and, you know, experience is experience. At some point, I think you need to have your eye on joining the unions, you know, whether that's as a crew member or as an actor or, or yeah. whatever, because I think, you know, that's, that's, that's where we have real power. And there's a difference between, there's a, there's a very, very big difference between uh, unions in the arts and unions at say like a regular job. Yeah. Because with uh, like, there you, you'd be hard pressed to find an actor who doesn't want to give their 110 percent no matter what but union no, not, prevent... not, not that hard press if it's too early that's me no, oh. I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> um but with uh but what happens is okay I'll, I'll give an example i uh several years back i booked a video game and uh you know, I'm not going to say what it was from several years back and they kept pushing it. It was a non-union job. And I was, you know, I kind of was pushing it because I was in the union at the time and you're not supposed to take non-union work when you're in the union. But I was like, it was, you know, it's been tough to get my foot in the door. So I took it and, you know, it was a, it was a popular video game. And then they kept pushing the date back, pushing the date back, pushing the date back for when I was supposed to record. And I was booked to sign books at a Comic-Con in Florida. So they pushed it back like over the course of four months and literally decided to record on one of the days when i was out of the country signing and so they were like oh we're gonna go with someone else now what happened was they had me they had me reserved for that time and i can't take other work so if there was a conflict in schedule 
Yeah. I can't take other work because now it's going to conflict. And then when they pushed yep. it back and then canceled me, not only did I miss that job, but any other job that I might have booked because of uh, because I was, you know, I was booked. So unions pre- prevent that from happening because they're like, OK, well, you had him booked for this. He couldn't take other work. You need to pay him. Yeah. And agents so, help with that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I do understand, though, that the industry has changed. Um, and this is a little controversial because not all my act, fellow union actor friends agree. But, you know, especially Vancouver, I, I don't have an issue with saying you're allowed to do a couple of non-union jobs a year. I think we need to deal with reality. Yeah. You know, we can't expect people to lose. There is a lot there. And I think the way to get rid of non-union work is to make everyone union. But you can't make them do it right away. Yeah. You know, so one of the pros I had is, you know, be part of UBCP. Um, join Actra, but you know what? You get two a year, up to a maximum of seven, and then you need to make a decision so people can ease back into it. You yeah. know, because they, they they can. I get it. You know, I've I've been I I didn't come out of this. I didn't come out of theater school and start making a living. It took ten years. I mean, I understand what it's like to just want to get a job. You know, and and um, I I think sometimes I try not to lose sight of that. You know, not that I'm doing all that shit hot, but I'm doing okay now. But I always try to, I always remember where I came from, which is, yeah, you know, Doug three or cop four. You know? <laughs> exactly. USO Vinny said, uh, he thinks that residuals, uh, residuals should be given for at least the first year after the product hits the market. What do you Absolutely. feel about that? I yeah. think it should be a dollar amount because the first year they can then decide not to sell it for a year. I just think, how about every $50 million gross? You give us what we pay, what you paid us again. Up to a hundred million, and then after that, every hundred million. So if it makes three, if it makes much. two, if it makes two hundred million dollars, you got to pay someone their salary four times. Not that much. And there's not a you lot know? of actors involved in a video game. It's not like casting a movie. You're only yeah. going to have like a very, very small number of actors. Yeah. And half the time, they're doing multiple characters anyway. Yeah. I, you mm, know, like I said, yeah, I'm hoping true. also that they're paying. You know, compensating the because those are the real heroes, are the ones that design. Yep you know, the worlds and design the, the movements. And I mean, I can't do any of that stuff, you know? So hopefully I don't know what that pay structure is, so I can't really comment on it, but you know, I think they should be included in that as well. The structure is similar, Patrick, into the film industry in terms of tiered pay, right? The guys, uh, the, the, the guys that don't have the celebrity positions in building video games, they, they do okay, but they're, they're in a grind. That's very similar. They have to be read, uh, available to, move pack up and move to different locations where the work is right so their their work is every bit kind of the same grind as right. ours it's very similar but I, I like the suggestion what was his name again who with the question uh i believe his name was uh or her name and u.s vinny u.s oh, vinny US yeah vinny i i appreciate the suggestion i just think it should be based on, if it's based on time they could just delay the game so maybe yeah. it's a year after release I just think it's easier to sort of say dollar amounts, gross dollar amounts. You know, um, you get us, you get a certain amount back, um, or you just pay us, you just pay scale higher up front, which I think should be across the board for an entire industry and every aspect of it. But that's just me. Well, what would you, you say know? to like an aspiring voice actor, somebody who's just getting into the game? What kind of advice would you give them? Take it, take every job you can, <laughs> yes. learn. Be happy about it. I don't want to start kind of complaining about it because, you know, like Ramon said, you know, 800 bucks is nothing to sneeze at. It's just you got to put it in context of how often you're going to work. Um, ask questions. There's, there are no stupid questions. 
I mean, I've literally had jobs where I've gone, I have never done this before, so someone help me. I've done I've done television shows. I did a, a Fuller House where I said, I've never done multicam. So tell me how to do this. Um, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, video games and, and, and animation are different. I think, I think video games, you need to be as real as you possibly can. I don't do a lot of animation where it's, and I really respect people that have voices. Um, because I don't, I don't do a lot of that. To me, it's ultimately all still based in, in truth and reality, you know. So just do good acting. That's good That's advice. Best I can say. So, Hargeet says that uh, he thinks game devs usually get bonuses based on how well the game does. Maybe that needs to apply here. I'm thinking about uh, indie games that also use actors, where it could get too expensive. Uh, Absolutely, you- I think I think there should be bonuses for everybody involved. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, you just you just. Yeah, look at how much money they're making on that on those games you're like okay well they paid this actor x amount and they made 500 million dollars yeah I really thought, I, you see i thought a lot of that money that you know to, to make the game was going to the actors I oh thought, no, uh, no, 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 no 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 i well, thought they were making so, you know it's, it's, it's a going, pretty good penny going, anyway it's going to some of the actors yeah i'm talking okay. about the, the the day players it's yeah. not going to them you Giancarlo know, that, Esposito made a lot in Far Cry. Sorry to cut you off, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, He's it's going to some, and you know, and that's that's another aspect that's on the actors. You know, when you're yeah. when you're demanding forty thousand or fifty thousand dollars a day, you need to have, and I, I and I don't begrudge that. You know, I couldn't make anywhere near that. I, but I, if I ever got to that point, you just got to kind of think, well, how's that going to affect everybody else? But then you go, well, they got the money to pay it, you know, so they should be able to pay everybody. But no, yeah. it's, it's like in film and television. Yeah, the money's going to a lot of the actors, and it goes in tears. But the the scale actors, no. Players, yeah, see, because yeah. some of this money they're making is upwards of two hundred to five hundred million dollars in some of these games. You know, are, are they easy? Uh, not they're, that they're making the cost of production is two hundred to five hundred million dollars with some of these bigger games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. There's a lot of fifty to hundred million dollar games, but there is a lot out there that are at least 200 million dollars to okay, make. Okay, but that's but that's but that's the same with a with a movie. A movie yeah, it is. To make they make 500 million and they still pay residuals. And they're making their money back. They're making you know? their money back. They are making it all yeah. back plus, you know, they they're getting a lot. So Or just or just pay, you know, the scale actors up front more. I'm probably getting, you know, so I'm probably getting in trouble with this, but I don't give a shit. Nah, you're not say, say, saying anything specific like how much or they, you know, they nature. they've just got to, you know, the whole IATSE strike, you know, they got to start freaking treating people properly start yeah. paying people properly you know that's a big problem there's a lot of that's money in this industry and, and everybody bears a certain amount of responsibility i suppose because we've fallen into a way that we've re- decided we're going to work which is 15 16 hour days so it doesn't have to be like that you know i mean i you know i i didn't want them to go on strike because you know it's gonna be hard for them and you want to work but i fully support it if, if you know it's there's there's a lot of money in this industry and it, you know and i'm not saying that you know it's wrong for studios and producers. To, of course they should, but they should also compensate the people that work really hard. And that's people like the crew, the people you never freaking yep. see. The people you know, you I'm see. well aware of the fact when I get there at five o'clock in the morning, they've been there at four. And when I leave at six at night, they're going to be there till seven. Well, come you on, know? Patrick, you left your mark on that game. You became seriously one of the best villains in video game history. Thank you. But all I did was walk around and talk. Well, and, and, that's, but and, they, but they, but they built the world. 
you know, I think yeah, of course, are, of course, you know, I give so. I give the developers many kudos over and over, but yeah. also the performance actors as no, well need the kudos as well. And 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 yes, you need to get paid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to get paid. So I, I feel like you know Everyone if you're doing that, paid. yeah, if you're doing that sort of work and you're leaving your mark and people are emotionally invested in your performance, that's that means a lot. Well, thank you. I also need to get paid so I can go get these taken care of, whatever the hell these are. Little that's pockets, your, these little pockets of like they're it's, bad lighting. It's your Kotun Khan smile. Yeah. No. yeah. I haven't shaved. I can't. It's hard to shave the left hand, so I haven't shaved oh, since man. I did the surgery Tuesday. Speaking hey, Fons, of Kotun Khan, not to, not to cut you oh, go off. Ahead, Fons, go ahead. I think you missed a couple of super chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to get to those now. Speaking okay. of Kotun Khan, risky for the biscuit ass. How much combat training did you have uh, to throw off? of that bridge uh how was your back <laughs> afterwards sorry i was uh, I, I was so heavy you, i swear you know, it was <laughs> you know what lucky um that's funny i took i took i went to theater school and we took fencing throughout the you know it was 20 years ago we took it all through the three years so i've done mm -hmm. some so i had a sense of it um we didn't do that fight we sort of set it up a little bit where really i just grabbed them and then did this motion and they did the rest you know that's that's the computer guys you know cool yep. i just had to start it um but luckily i did have a little bit of there were people there that you know to get us a step properly i think there was combat people there because especially for for um daisuke and everyone you know playing samurais there's a particular way that they move i i had a little bit more freedom that you know i didn't have any kind of particular yeah i didn't have to i knew what to do with a sword i said like a badass mofo um but even then you want to make sure to just look cool if nothing else i mean you know this is your little the one i worried most about was that first one when i started on fire and they cut the head off i'm like i want that i want that to look like i've done this you know does yep. that look cool um it, it, it did it looked cool, cool yeah. all right you, you sold it i was just, he just he Definitely. just looked a little chilly to me so i thought he needed to get warm i don't know why people are so <laughs> pissed off about that i'm like dude yeah. you're a little chilly why i just set you on fire i set a lot of people on fire yeah, you did. And, and Fedor, poor Fedor, did like it was twice. He was like the set on fire guy. He was the guy at the castle too. Like, oh, that's funny. Guy. Yeah, it was a dachi. That's why we were joking. We want to make it a dachi hibachi. Yeah. The character in the first was dachi, so we're like, we want to market it in a dachi hibachi. Hibachi. But poor uh, Feo, he was getting. I set him on fire a lot. He just bright tundra. Cold. This bright tundra one says, in a perfect world, what role would you love to play or have created to play? You have a dream role. Ramon, uh, and this you, is for both you of one? you. Patrick, you can start. No, Ramon, I have to think about this. Do you have one? <laughs> Ramon, you got a dream role? Dream role. Uh, I would have to say, well, I probably have two dream roles. One is, honestly, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do like a, uh, you know, any kind of uh, have the uh, lead role in like an epic, any type of epic fantasy or honestly lead role in almost anything. Uh, Blade was my dream for a while, but uh, mm, they're rebooting that and they decided to go with someone else. And that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, whatever. Ramon yeah. was waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was waiting. Bastards. They didn't call me. So um, the other one is and this is uh, if it, a, a tad narcissistic, but my pie in the sky is to actually get my uh one of my series uh uh adapted to film and then yes. be either the lead or one of the leads in it and just kind of like double dip that whole thing you can do that it's amazing you wrote the books at all you know you'll have to, if they want it you'll have the power 
I'm a, you're gonna that would I vote for happen. these. I vote for the saga of ruination to be made into a movie. Seriously, so it's amazing. I may, I may, I may come calling for a job. So, oh, you dude, you you already know. Play Coton if that helps. I can probably, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. He's I played a lot of happen. sheriffs. A lot yeah, of sheriffs. Yeah, there's got to be sheriffs somewhere in that yeah. space fantasy world of yours. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, man. Gaz says, "Yo, Patrick, you are certified gangster." What is your favorite sauce? Thanks. I'm going to answer the, uh, hold on. I'm going to answer. Well, okay. I don't know what you mean by sauce, but I will say when I go to McDonald's, I get the hot mustard sauce with the nuggets. There you go. Hot mustard. Now your dream roll. I'm not a big barbecue sauce fan, except the top round roast beef barbecue sauce in Los Angeles is badass because it's sweet. Um, Dream roll. I don't know if I have a dream roll necessarily, but my dream is to do Broadway. And I'd like to play like a romantic lead or a dad or something. You know, start oh, okay. um, or, or, you know, be like number three in a series where you're the head of the CIA or something like that. Um, but specifically, I've always wanted to play Banquo in, in the Scottish play, um, mainly because it's an interesting character and you're basically dead for the after the first act. So you just go to the bar for the second act. Make sure you get back in time. For oh, the wow. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of dreams, my dream is to do Broadway and to do some shit oh, nice. somewhere. Um, and then I'd like to play somebody who is like a just a romantic lead or a dad or just for lack of a better term for me a regular guy because i played you know thug one and cops and bad guys and all the stuff that i wasn't really right for playing bad guys when i was young because i was heavier in the way i looked you know so for me to move away from that was really satisfying as an actor and i think sideways helped me do that where i started to finally play something that wasn't just a badass mofo you know, it took me it took me like twelve characters to write a character name. I used to call myself Frank all the time, even when I was like cop three. I'd be like, oh, my mind is Frank. Mm, my yeah. character name is Frank. Um, Frank. Yeah. So yeah, so that's my dream, and my favorite sauce is is hot mustard for McDonald's nuggets. Hargeet had an interesting question for you guys. Uh, do you feel that voice uh, video game acting isn't treated the same as movies and TV what, regarding prestige awards, all that? Should it? Should it be? I mean, you think that it's it's not as looked at as, as glamorous, I guess, or I think it start. I think it start. Uh, it's sorry, Ron. Yeah. yeah, it's no, getting no, no, there. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, it's getting there. I think because so there. many big stars are doing it. I didn't realize yeah. BAFTA had a video game awards. You know, which is like you know the, the BAFTA is the British equivalent of the Oscars have video game awards. Um, I think it's getting there because I think I think those distinctions of film, television video games are all melding into one anyway yeah. you know i mean there are netflix movies that are just shown on netflix that are considered films for in terms of the oscars so i think all of those categories and all of those um what's the term um i can't anyway yeah, like even defining them is, is all gone anyway because really. you, yeah. you mentioned bafta kotun khan was actually nominated for a BAFTA. yes i was as was yeah. daisuke yeah. yeah, it's a damn COVID. I could have gone to London. You really, honestly, the only reason oh, I wanted man. to win is they would have flown me to London to present the next year. That was really what I wanted. Oh, that would I love awesome. London. You should have gotten it. By, Thank you. Yeah, uh, you should have gotten the it. The guy who got it, he did like seven voices. So I'm just happy to be nominated. <laughs> seven voices. Well, you did one phenomenally, man. Yeah. Thank just you. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, but, yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, Ramon, do you think it's, do you think it's getting to the same level? I mean... There's a, so I don't I haven't been in a band for a long time, but they do a lot of that stuff up there, don't they? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know if you do you know Lori and Chris uh, Olson. They do a lot of stunts. You might know them. I on think Facebook. so. Probably. Yeah. Well, they they got lucky because uh, 
uh, there's a I don't know if you're familiar uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales for uh, yeah. PlayStation. Well, they needed they needed a uh, a male and female stunt performers that uh, lived together because of the uh, you know because of the COVID restrictions, and it just so happened they're husband and wife, and they both do stunts. That's so cool. they actually yeah so they did uh, a lot of the stunts for uh miles morales and uh ea obviously is up here and there's there's some other stuff so there's there's stuff up here i don't know how much of it is like in the uh uh performance capture range a right. lot of the auditions i get are uh cartoons animation right i did book a uh i booked a video game with ubisoft so that's uh i'm waiting have on you that. done it yet not yet. It's oh, uh, end of the, are end you of the get, year. Did you get to go to Montreal? No, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be here. Oh, it's still great. I, I love Ubisoft. They treat you really well. They pay oh, better really? in Canada for video games because it's got the buyout. So, and ironically, yeah. the one place where the play the pay isn't terrible is, is because you know the one we used to bitch about the buyout all the time. Yeah. Um, but the one great thing about it is Netflix video games all were considered the same the same medium so there's buyouts on video games as well oh, wow that's great. I, I i think a lot of where it will get to be the same level is more it's being done you yeah. know it's become a when it becomes a bigger part of what of what the industry is like i said it's all melding yeah you're doing performance capture i mean all of planet of the Apes was performance capture that's basically what we did was what Gollum did you know that all wow. started there in lord of the rings that's all performance capture yeah. Um, I'll tell you this too. I went to National Theater School of Canada in 1990, and they teach a course on performance capture now. Oh, really? So, you know, the, arguably the best theater school in Canada is now preparing their actors to do that because it's going to be a bigger and bigger part of what, of, our, of our industry. You know, video like you said, video games have surpassed film and television in terms of revenue and what people mm -hmm. want, and it's yeah. all getting mixed together now. You know, I mean. Yep. You can watch the Ghost of Tsushima stuff, and it's like a movie if you just watch the cutscenes. Yeah. You know, it really is. Yeah, you is. know, and and there's going to be a time when it's all of that, and will it be live? And you know, how much of it's going to be video game where you're coming in and people control what they come on their network television, and how much you know, where can yeah. they control the narrative? And you know, I, I just think that it's all just going to become media. Um, yeah. And you know, like I said, the unions and then the, the workers and everyone needs to be prepared for that change when it comes because yeah. we've been behind the curve a lot. Yeah, so. they they need to get on that. Yeah, really that's do. for sure. Risk it for the biscuit has has a question, Patrick. He says, "Can you in character order a Big Mac for us?" <laughs> wow. Uh, I wish I, I wish you I can tell me to except, shut up. I would accept that uh, uh, I eat too much junk food since the surgery, but I love. I did order a Big Mac the other day. I'm more of a quarter pounder with cheese guy, but I would like to order a Big Mac. It wouldn't, get, it, it wouldn't get here by the time we were done this anyway. So, Cotoon or ordered do, do, his... they, do they really want me? I'll, I'll go get something to eat if you want to watch me eat. Is oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I, I think he I just meant in your voice, uh, the Cotoon voice. That's what he was talking about, I believe. Hello, McDonald's. Uh, that was French. Hold on a second. I have one thing to say to you, Jen. Give me a Big Mac or surrender. There you go. There it is. Perfect. There you go, Risky. You, your army will be destroyed. Your people will be burned. Love it. Unless I get a Big Mac. There you go. Then it's all okay. There you go. Oh, Love awesome. it, man. Sorry Love about it. the French-Canadian accent. Time <laughs> that was awesome. I want a Big Mac now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. But uh, yeah, so uh, 
again, somebody asked a question again earlier about what would you give, uh, advice would you give for somebody starting out, but you answered that earlier. Um, uh, it's, you know, Ramon, do you have anything else to uh, put out there? Or? Um, in terms got any of... questions or anything? No? Uh, honestly, I would... So, is it still... So we know that it's been slower in LA. It's been busier up here, but they're still casting mostly out of LA still. Or are you start? I think it's gotten busy here now. My understanding is that when when it was so busy in Vancouver, it's because a lot of the LA shows went up there, and then it got slow in Vancouver. Now it's crazy busy here. I mean, it's busy in New Mexico. Um, Yeah, New Mexico. I think they're still casting out of here. I think they can cast out anywhere now. That's sort of the the one advantage, I guess, of of self taping. Um, That's been a blessing and a curse for me. It has. I mean, I, you know, I don't really feel like driving throughout. I mean, there were, you know, those days of 100 miles in your car in one day. I'll never forget those on pilot season. But, you know, there's something to be said about going into a room. But, man, oh, man, you know, you you go and do audition. There's three hours gone, which I kind of miss because there's not a hell of a lot else to do. That's why I started riding my bike so much. I mean, I bike 100 miles a week now when I'm not injured just because I've got nothing else to do. Um, I don't think people need to come down here personally. I mean, you maybe if you're young, um, I know friends that have series out of Vancouver, you know, I mean, I, you know, you can, they, they shoot out of Vancouver. People would be amazed how much stuff they watch. that isn't shot in Los Angeles is whether it's North Carolina or Arizona or, or I mean, or New Mexico or, or Louisiana or Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I think especially now that's just my personal opinion. You know, someone like me, I came down at 36. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't come down permanently again. No, I yeah, think I maybe you come down, but who are you going to meet? Yeah. You know, and it's COVID. I think it's not a bad idea to come and try to meet as many people as you can. So when they see a tape, they know who you are. Um, but unless you're a young ingenue or, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I think you can get any, almost any job, not almost any job. The opportunities aren't going to be there in every city, but. Once the opportunity is there, I don't think they care where you are. I personally don't think they're going, wow, Ramon is really great, but you know, we're not going to hire him because he's in Vancouver. And they don't say stuff like that. They just don't. So, Yeah. The Indie Gamer wants to know if you guys have done any voiceover work in a, you know, at home, or is it like in the studio? Or Ramon looks like he's got a pretty good setup right there. <laughs> I'm well, using these stupid things. My my my! This is this is new and very more a lot more rudimentary than it looks. Uh, I'll answer first because my my question it would probably be shorter than yours, Patrick. But um, I've done I've done a few I've done a few things in the uh, in the studio, and I actually had a blast. My the first actual uh, credit was a cartoon that we're still waiting for it to come out, and it was. I was the only film actor there. Everybody else were all voice actors. It is a different side of the same skill. And it's hard to describe that until you get into a booth as a film actor with voice actors. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the way they project, the way they create the voice and the characters. It is a different skill and it's amazing. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, the other one, most actors hate. I love it probably because I, I love voiceover so much. But there's a thing called ADR or looping as slang. And it's basically. I hate looping. Yeah, yeah. Most people hate looping. I like it because it's hard to do. It's it's timing, right? It's timing. So basically, uh, when you're on a set 
uh, for all of you guys. Uh, when you're on a set and then someone, uh, and then you have the sound guy who has a boom that's like right over your head, but he's just out of frame, so you can't see it in the movie. But if, and then you also have a mic, but if the sound for whatever reason gets messed up, then they have to call the actor to go into a booth and record that scene just uh audio and the reason why most actors hate it is because you have to watch yourself saying it and you have to say those exact words and you have to time it perfectly with your own mouth and it's hard to do because you're trying to time yourself and if you've ever watched a movie or a show and it looked like the person said something but it was slightly off and you're like that seemed like it was off oh yeah whatever that person was in the booth trying mm-hmm. to time it with themselves. And you and you have to, you don't have as much freedom because you can't, yep. you know, every take you do as an actor is different because you're just going with the vibe. You don't, exactly. you know, I don't sit there and say, I'm going to say it like this. And so you've got to try to repeat the same thing all the time. Yep. Um, but it is matching with the, with the, the, with your mouth movements. I don't like, I, every once in a while, I don't, I mean, I shouldn't say I hate it. It's just hard to time. Every once in a while, I really it's appreciate different. being able to sort of fix something while I listen to it and go, you know what? I think my intention should, I think I should have attacked more here. And a couple of times, I'll actually change the way I read the lines. When, you know, when you get a chance to do it that way. You'd be amazed how much of it. Master Commander, I think, was almost everything. I, what I heard, I'm not sure about this, but I think 50% of what was in the ship had to be 80 yard. So those poor guys yeah. all had to come in and do pages and pages and pages and repeat the performances because you could hear the gimbal moving. Um, I don't do, I have a, to answer the question, I do every audition in my apartment. I don't have the setup to do it at home and I'd rather go to a studio. I'm kind of jealous from because I've never done the multi actor recording before, you know, oh, which I would, which I would, which I would love to do. It's always just been in by yourself where I'm reading my part yeah, and then somebody else comes in separate. You know, I've heard about those and I would love to just do one of those because I would like to, because you're right. It is a real skill that I really respect. Yeah. You know, there's a certain way that, you know, it is like everything else. There's a technique to film acting, there's a technique to theater acting, there's a technique to voice acting, there's a technique to video game acting. And I want to be able to see that technique up front because I can't do it that well. But yeah, I, I whenever they ask, I don't have this set up. I have friends who have studios in their house. I'd rather go to a booth and have somebody so there. I. So I don't want to do the technical shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, the directors and, and writers are always on in your ear, so they can get them from anywhere. So I just did one in Albuquerque where they were in Seattle. Um, yep. And you can sort of see them if it's set up properly. They can see you and, you know, um, so yeah. I'm supposed to do one yeah. today, actually. I forgot. I'll do it. I'll do it later, though. Well, guys, that unfortunately is pretty much the end of the show. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk and you guys have some amazing information. A lot of people were soaking it up in chat today. Really loved the show. Patrick, they're so happy that you were here today. You as well. My pleasure. I'm just going to get a Big Mac now. I just got to go get myself. (laughs) He said, I'm going to go get a Big Mac now. But yeah, I'd like to thank my guests, of course, uh, Ramon, as always, my friend, thank you for coming by and let everybody know where they can find you, what you're up to and where they can get those books, my friend. Yeah, I want to get those books. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll let you know after uh, Patrick, especially since you got an iPad. I'll buy one, man. I want to buy. I'll buy them. I appreciate that. Well, um, where where can they find you, buddy? So uh, Ramon Terrell, I can't even say my own name. Ramon Terrell on Twitter. I think it's like Ramon underscore Terrell on Twitter. Um, And uh, my books under my name, you can find them anywhere online where they sell books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and so forth, paperback and hardcover. Uh, My latest book, Emergence, uh, just came out uh, 
think it was like a couple of months ago and uh yeah so just pick up unleashed if you haven't if you like like wheel of time and stormlight archive stuff like that then it'll be right up your alley as far as uh the acting side i just finished a uh hallmark uh just just a couple of days on a hallmark a christmas obviously it's all christmas and uh yeah i can't say what the ubisoft game is but it's uh it's the third one it's the third one so apparently it's been uh it's uh, been pretty popular. I think it's primarily PC, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I missed uh, I missed the role on The Last of Us show by about that much. Oh, really? I came really oh, close man. at an audition for Last of Us uh, uh, show, and I came within a hair of it and didn't get it. So I was kind of choked about that, but, you know. You'll get the next one. Yeah. You know who you are now. Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> and, yep, yeah, that's about it for me. Patrick. Thank you for joining joining no us today, man. It's been amazing to have you here. Seriously, and I'm honored to have you here on Games Talk Live. Uh, oh, let everyone know where where they could follow you or what you're up to. What, what you got going uh, on out there? I think Twitter it's at Patrick G Man, capital P, capital G, and then my Instagram is I am Patrick Gallagher, all lowercase. Uh, right now, I'm just uh, luckily recurring on Big Sky, uh, so I got a couple more episodes at least of that coming out. So watch that on. ABC, 10, 9 Central, and Hulu afterwards on Thursdays now. And then a show called Joe Pickett, which is the one I did in Calgary, comes out on Spectrum in November. Um, Blue Eye Samurai is being Netflix. I got some stuff going on there. Um, nice. I'm in Guild Wars 2. I think I'm allowed to say that. If I'm not, well, what are they going to do? Yeah. Um, which was a really fun. That that whole aspect of like that ongoing world stuff fascinates me too. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and I've got an animation movie that I just got a while ago that i'm going to record finally but i can't see what that is but i'm really happy okay. animation movies are hard to get um yes. and yeah and just uh be nice to each other nice you know? tip tip yeah. people tip people properly yep um, i agree with all that just don't be an asshole unless there unless, you go unless it's called for every once there in a while go. it's called for but don't be an asshole that's all i would say and i with that shirt says don't be an asshole <laughs> i like it and with that said, that was uh, that'll wrap up the show today, guys. Until next time, game on. Mm -hmm.